We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is nobody. It's just me this evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you decide to listen to this thing or watch. Yeah, um, so I got back from Seattle on Tuesday around 3.40 is when we landed and got home around 5. And I was up and I got up that morning at 3.10. So full day, very tired, got home, slept, and then um, Chris is booked up doing shows, preparing for Limestone. So I figured let's try something new and I'll just rip a full one by myself, get everybody caught up, you know, all that good stuff, talk about what happened in the past week and a couple days, talk a little bit about the trip, but save more of that for when Chris is back next week. But um, super excited, get the read out of the way immediately, check this one out, Fear the Pasquatch, oh, almost fell over because this chair doesn't have a wheel, as you can see, the lean against the wall, not great, but anyway, uh, in the clutch.com, new nasty, bo oh, just nasty boys, all caps, 10% off your next purchase, a bunch of awesome MLBPA stuff. So you don't just have to rep your Cincinnati guys, you can rep some of your other favorite players like Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, if that's your thing. I watched him steal a home run and hit two at T Bowl Park. It was very impressive, but also that guy just everywhere he goes, and I'm just in the stands does something spectacular, but that's also why he was the MVP last year, and I'm not just going to take credit and say, well, because I'm there, he did that, so definitely check that out, give it a look, but yeah, so i um, just going to ride this thing out, um, but yes, yeah, it was great, I uh, ended up getting on the Root Sports pod, uh, podcast, Jesus Christ, the Root Sports broadcast on Friday night, watched uh, Key Brian Hayes hit one into Edgar's Cantina, Jake and I not thrilled. Also, why Jake and I didn't record. Just ran out of time. Just having a good time catching up, being buds, and uh, it just wasn't in the cards. Didn't happen. Sorry for all you folks who were looking forward to him. I was too, but it just, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. <clears throat> so... It was, uh, it was a pretty great trip. Brought back 18 different beers in two suitcases, so loaded up on the good stuff. Um... But yeah, one of the very one of the very interesting things I got to see that um, that like I was waiting to see it live. I'd seen it on Twitter and other places. Uh, I went to a Rainiers game, uh, AAA affiliate of the Seattle Mariners, and when I was there, uh, I got to see the challenge pitch call live and on the field, and it was awesome. 
it was great. I mean, it didn't seem like it slowed the game down. It was just a quick 10-second in-out, throw it up on the Jumbotron, look like a call at a tennis match. If it was in or out, just same thing, just going up on the screen really quick. It was awesome. Like, it was really cool. Um, and I'm excited to see that come up to the majors, hopefully next year, because it seems like they have the Kings ironed out, but that was just me, Drake at a left field, pointing up at a Jumbotron going, oh, yeah, looks like he missed the call. So... I don't know, but um, pretty cool. Um, in recent A's activity, you had a kid hop over. I don't know, kid. I mean, he's a teenager, probably like 15, 16, 17, hop onto the field, run the bases, and then hop back off, and no one stopped him. Pretty hilarious. Just shows you how far down this organization's fallen and how literally no one on the field gives a shit even the guys in yellow polos that say security they're just like what are they gonna fire me i don't think so they're just happy i'm here so 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 funny um let's launch into the fun week that was just get this thing in and out move along with our evening slash morning um split two out of four with the cards swept the cubs at wrigley which was incredible and so far at uh, while i'm recording this uh the reds took two out of two in boston so they won they won consecutive series and then tied one your cincinnati reds are in third place how freaking awesome is that and honestly surprising if um i think yeah we are only three games back of the brewers at this moment, we're three games back of the Brewers, and we are two games behind the Pirates. And I believe, yeah, that would be correct. We are only two and a half out of the last wild card spot. I know it's early. We shouldn't be roster watching. But knowing that this day when this is released, June 1st, we are coming around and we are saying, hey, we're still watching baseball. We're still watching Cincinnati Reds baseball and going, there's a chance. Is it sustainable? We've been saying that all year. We don't know. We sure would like it to be. But at this point, this is the progress we've been looking for. This is the progress of, hey, the young guys are developing. They're contributing onto the field. And winning baseball games, the most important part. Um, ben Lively looked great against the Cardinals. He had six innings pitched, two earned runs, five hits, two walks, eight K's with a 33% called strike whiff rate, which is awesome. He had 103 pitches. Um, it, it, he used all of his pitches that evening, all the way down to, and like the distribution was good. So he had 23 fastballs, 22 sliders, 40 sinkers, 10 changeups, six curveballs, two cutters. That's impressive when you can use your arsenal like that and get those results for a guy who's now what made his third professional start for the Reds incredible um just a guy walking the streets we picked him up and brought him back um and then against boston last night he had five and two thirds he had no earned runs and four hits i mean for an organ for a team right now who is floundering with starting pitching which happens at the top um with 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 Ashcraft and then not having Lodolo and probably, I think probably having the highest starter ERA in the national league, probably all of baseball. Um, it's amazing to see DJ go to work and bring these guys in, um, and really make it work. What I 
think after seeing what he's done since 2019, I think that they have finally figured something out with what DJ can work with. DJ can teach velocity, which is why they brought Bodie in from Driveline. And um, also... He can teach the velocity, get a couple more ticks, but if you have control, he can mold you. I mean, that's what he's done with Ben Lively. That's what he's done with Luke Weaver, who we'll talk about shortly. Um, But something along those lines of knowing that if they can have some control or a lot of good, good control with some velocity and a good amount of pitch mixes, Gives DJ something to work with, and, an entire, and it's it's showing throughout the entire pitching system within the organization. Um, and the Cardinals, albeit not a great record, they still have to deal with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and a not-up-to-snuff uh, Wilson Contreras, but still impressive for a guy who's made his third or fourth start in a red uniform. I don't think you can ask for anything more from your three or four starter. And moving along to Luke Weaver, who also pitched tonight with five and two-thirds innings, seven hits, three earned runs, no walks, five Ks. Gave up two dingers, but guess what? That's Fenway, folks. It's a weird ballpark. It, is, it seems like it was designed by Acme. So, the Acme Company from Looney Tunes. I'm an adult. Um, so, but yeah, Luke, Luke Weaver had a good pitch mix on the 25th. Whoops, looked like I had a little bit of an issue there with my internet. Went down for a hot second. Um, but yeah, Luke Weaver, five and two thirds, seven hits, three yard runs, five Ks, two homers at Fenway. Again, facing Yoshida and facing Devers. Still impressive and against an offense that has been very good in Boston. And according to the power rankings last. The beginning of the week, I believe they were the eighth best team in baseball, according to Major League Baseball, and we just took two out of two from them. So the Luke Weaver signing's working out very well so far. Um, a great pitch mix. 31 fastballs, 19 changeups, 21 sliders, 15 curveballs. Um, I think that they should have taken him out before he got into the sixth. It wasn't a matter of him looking weak. as a matter of him going third time through that lineup again, which... It seems to be kind of a flaw with this organization believing in that um, that guys can go a third time through the lineup. Look, he's your five starter. He's your four. He's your three at the moment. He should not be going a third time through against a quality lineup such as the Red Sox. Um, powering through with, with the rest of our pitching, uh, Hunter Green who's going to be on the bump today against the Red Sox. Um, he no-hit the Cubs. I, I did never. It's just the second time that he's thrown no-nos in his career so far. But this one is impressive. Um, he had 16 whiffs, 29.1 called strike whiffs on 110 pitches, six innings pitched, two walks, 11 Ks, 67 fastballs, 37 sliders, and six changeup. That percentage is down 0.2 from his last start. Um, and his slider is down 6.7% in the usage department from his prior start. But he was just clicking fastball high, um, really chasing up there, and just knowing that those hitters couldn't connect and, and keep up with it. Impressive. Very, very impressive. And knowing that that changeup is there and that he is working on it, showing even more growth and showing you, man, 
this guy's got it. I mean, 110 pitches in six innings is a lot. But also, no hits is the least you could have. I think that's a fair trade. I think that's a real nice, fair trade. And impressive. I mean, looking at those those three dudes right there, you're like, man, you feel really good knowing knowing that the problem with this team has been the starting pitching with the young guys. And it continued with Brandon Williamson. Um, he went four and a third, four on runs, six hits, three walks, three Ks, 11 whiffs with a 23.5 called strike whiff percentage. Um, he He's, and if you look at his heat map, which you can't see, but I can, <laughs> he's all over the place. I mean, he, he still doesn't have the control, which is something that he can still develop, but that's been his main problem since joining the organization has been his control. You saw it in spring training this year and it, it followed him up here outside of his first start in Colorado. I don't know what it is. The pitch mix is nice when you've got five different pitches, but you need to throw them in the zone for a little bit, you know, get them to chase a little bit and don't just put on free runners. Um, I think that he might be a case for the Reds seeing what they have for him starting. And I think he will be moving to the bullpen soon for someone that is in AAA right now that we're all very excited about. And it was great to see that Graham Ashcraft corrected himself. Moved, he, he corrected. Um, he's given up on his sinker for some reason. Um, he's also given up on his curveball. He's just become a two-pitch pitcher. I don't know why he's adjusted and done that. Um, because that was one of his strengths of last season. He threw 50 cutters and 42 sliders. Almost 50-50. 54.4%, 46.7, 27.2 call strike whiff percentage, you know, five inks pitch, three earned runs, five hits, three walks, six Ks. He's getting the Ks. Um, the walks are scary. I. It's interesting that how he's evolved from the guy who was pitching to contact, giving you length, limited amount of hits, a lot of ground balls, and it seems like now he is hunting those fastballs and using that velocity, but that also can expose you and leave you available to get rung up, dude. Just taking yard, and luckily this time against the Cubs, it didn't happen as bad as the prior two starts, but overall, if you can see this improvement... Again, from where he was, very reassuring. The bullpen, though, has been the the star of this pitching organization, uh, top to bottom. You've got multiple guys over the past week with zeros in their ERAs, including Alexis Diaz. This is absolutely bonkers. Um, Alexis Diaz, in two, point, two and two-thirds innings pitched, his K per nine is 20.25 with a 1.13 whip. That's gross. This is all these, these stats starting from now on. Um, those are going, they, they started on Monday night. Uh, Fangraphs hasn't updated, and that will be in the morning. The, I mean, you've got... Um, Buck Farmer, Alan Businitz, Alex Young, Alexis Diaz, all with zeros with multiple innings pitched. That's impressive. That's great. 
And also, Alexis Diaz, Fernando Cruz, Alan Businitz, and Alex Young. 0.0 walk rate. That's that's what you need. That's what you got to have right there, boys and girls. That's nice. That's nice. Mm. Mm. Ah, big sip. Big sip right there. Um, Eduardo Salazar, the guy that we called up from AAA, who moved through AA, AAA, he's leaving him up a little bit. Getting shelled. He's got a 444 average against him with a three whip. Um, his left on base is 40%. Not great. He almost blew it against Boston last night, and they had to bring in Alexis Diaz to shut it down. That was a very scary game, but they won. Um, and he's a Salazar's a placeholder at the moment. He's a placeholder for um, for the law firm. He's a placeholder could for potentially Brandon Williamson being moved to the pen and him moving back down. He's a placeholder for TJ Antone, who had an MRI on his elbow again. Um, so he's not someone that you are... You, I mean, we were excited. He earned the opportunity, but he's not your answer for the next high-leverage reliever in this Reds bullpen. Your batting... Boys of the week. Matt McClain. Matt McClain, NL player of the week last week. Since, since you know, 522. So last Monday until this Monday. Or this Tuesday. My apologies. Until from Monday to Tuesday. 432, 488, 676 with a weighted runs created plus of 211 with two homers, seven ribs, a stolen base. Holy shit. Talk about the jolt of offense that we needed when we called him up. He is that guy. He is your dude. And I look, this isn't sustainable. There are peaks and valleys, of course. But come on. How could you not be more psyched for this guy? He's been in the league for like two weeks, three weeks, and already winning NL Player of the Week. I, you have found a long-term, op- long-term option in your infield who is a stud. It's, I mean, it's just, it's nice to see that these draft picks are working and not just within pitching. I mean, we put a lot of hope into Nick Senzel and when he was came up in 2019, drafted in drafted in the first round gonna be the face of the franchise no he's been nothing short of a disappointment and yet now you've got this guy here like he can play middle infield college guy clean comes up does it it's great it's awesome man that's like that's huge and knowing what else is on the way only gives this gives you more hope in this franchise for the long-term plan and enjoying the benefits in the short term. Kevin Newman. What a what a what a week for this guy. Kevin Newman, 421, 560, 579, waiter runs created plus 210. No homers. Eight hits and 25 plate appearances with a walk rate of 24%, a strikeout rate of 24%. Even baby, even Stevens right there. It's not sustainable, of course. We all know that. It doesn't have to be in a short stretch like this. 
It just has to be serviceable in the time being. And someone who has completely earned their spot at first and isn't going to move, even when dad comes back and Joseph Daniel Votto, you, you might platoon him or you're going to find a way to put his bat in the lineup. Don't know how. But Spencer Steer, he's the, he's the only guy here giving you a lot of pop. Two homers, eight RBIs, 417, 421, 594, with a way to run create a plus of 190. I know that we put numbers on the boards against the Cubs. And I understand that it's Wrigley. I get it. But man, and it's cards, Cubs, socks. And we're going to continue to beat up each other in the division with the Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Brewers. It's going to be a dogfight. Um, very even teams at this point. Very below average. But getting those wins in your division when they are limited with the new schedule and your offense blowing up while they can. And you've got three or four or five. You've got, I've got six guys hot. you got six hot guys. You've got six hot guys. That's how you win ballgames. They, they do it the hard way, for sure. But knowing that you have someone who has been a bopper, pretty great. It's, what, it's exactly what this offense needed. And TJ Friel, he had a hammy issue, strained it last night. But... Since 522 in 20 plate appearances, 471, 550, Way to run, create a plus 234. That's your center fielder. Like Chris and I have talked about, we have now solidified more places. We have solidified that Spencer Steer is playing first. We have solidified that Matt McLean is playing middle infield. We have solidified with TJ, with, uh, TJ Freeland Center. We don't know about left field. We don't know about right field. And we've solidified Tyler Stevenson behind the dish. And we've solidified Hunter Green one. And this year was supposed to be figuring out Lodolo. We'll talk about him in a second. And Asscraft. Asscraft. Oh, God. <laughs> he wasn't last start. Ashcraft. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. And Will Benson last night. Let's talk about him going three for three. Coming up and really turning a corner, maybe maybe this is a turning point for him in a red uniform. Maybe this is him getting out of his head. This is him being more confident. This is him looking like the guy we've seen in clips in AAA just mashing the ball. Over oh, one tonight, but scored a run. Was a pinch runner. He if he lives up to it, who knows, man? If he lives up to it for the next week or two, continues to stay hot. That's great. If not, then he's just organizational depth in in AAA and for your outfield that already doesn't have much depth. If it does have depth, it's not very promising. It's just average. But still. Um, Tyler Stevenson, 281, 395, 438. Rate of weighted runs, create a plus of 124. In 38 plate appearances, he's got nine hits. Um, Seems like he is starting to figure something out again after that slump and getting back to the consistency of the guy that we knew before he got hurt multiple times last year and the guy in 21. I mean, and Nick Senzel um, out of game with a sore right knee, but also in 32 plate appearances, so 522 through 528, 
348, 406, 423 with a way to run created plus of 119. Barrero had a grand slam last night, went two for two. Okay. He finally did something. I mean, he's he's been floating around 250 for the past three weeks. Not someone who is going to be like, man, got to keep him up, got to keep him here. He's not that dude. We'll see what happens in the next two weeks. Something's coming, we'll get to that, but he's for sure not your, your long-term answer. Sure would like him to be. Do I think he is? At this rate, absolutely not. And Jonathan India, two homers on Saturday night against the Cubbies. Prime time, ready to roll. Dude, since the 22nd, 11 for 39, two homers, nine rubs, run, nine rubs, nine rubs, nine runs, six RBIs, 306, 333, 528, weighted run, create a plus of 121. Okay, and they moved him to third, which is very interesting. And having knowing that something that the Reds had been looking for since I would presumably say Sin Su Chu would be a leadoff guy. Billy Hamilton wasn't for this for this franchise, and you can think about the 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 tens of dudes that the Reds had to try and fill that spot, and it's Jonathan India. But since he's had some pop, they moved him down a little bit, and TJ Friel's a guy who always gets on. That could be a good answer at three. But is he the answer at second base? I don't I don't know. Um, Trent C. Trent Rosecrans wrote an article speaking about that. I think he isn't the long-term answer at second base. But Trent quoted him as saying that he'll do anything for this team to make them better. And to make them better, it would mean playing left field, which I think he would do if we gave him an extension. He's not going to get bought out through the rest of his arb years. He's a, he's a Boris client. He's someone who's going to see free agency. He's someone in the first year of arbitration. He's going to want to see out the rest of that. Unless Boris changes his tune, which I don't think he will. Or he drops Boris and gets new gets gets some new bo- gets some new guys. Oh, I'm sorry. First year of arbitration. That's stupid. That's Senzel. India's arb ready next season. He got some guys next season who are going to be arb ready that are going to make this team a little bit more expensive. But let's not get to that right now. We're going to continue to talk about Jonathan India. I think because his value at second base is vastly vastly bigger on the open market. Even though his defensive run save metrics are negative and he's one of the worst defensively, one of the worst defensive second basemen in all of baseball. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think he moves to the outfield unless he's bought out and he has financial security because going from second to left, going from second to right, it's a big, it's, a, it's offensively, you're not going to be the same compared to other top sluggers in the league who are playing right field. You're not going to get the same payday as someone who plays second. Playing right if you were playing second. Like, if you put Ozzie Albies in right field, he wouldn't get that five-year, seven-year, $90 million deal. No. Again, two very different players. 
but it wouldn't be the same. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get the same production. So, if India does move to the outfield, he does go to left or he goes to right. That gives you a chance to have McLean at second, Elliot short, Senzel at third, and Garnacio Strand does not play third base. There's no way. The guy defensively is not there. He's even a liability at first base. That guy might just be a DH, which then throws a wrench in the entire plan that they had for Tyler Stevenson, who's ro- who's going to rotate at first, but that's just spirit. That's just steer spot. So you have him rotate between DH and catching, but then you have Encarnacio Strand, who, by the way, fourth homer in seven games, mashing the ball. Almost about to be... He's knocking on the door. I don't think that is an immediate problem for this organization. Do I think it's going to be a very soon problem? Yeah. I think very soon could be July, mid-July. Give him a little bit more time to work on seeing the ball and not striking out and maybe getting a little bit more walks, doing what Ellie did. But I don't think that's a now problem. The now problem is where you put Ellie De La Cruz. I think in the meantime, you put Elliot third. He's played there when McLean was playing short. So there you go. You put Elliot third. You've got McLean at short, Indy at second, Steer at first. It's a pretty good outfield. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a pretty good infield. Stevens behind the dish. And then your only problem is keeping Senzel in the field and playing left. TJ Friel, hopefully his hamstring isn't too bad. And that he can make a quick recovery. He plays center field. And in right field, you rotate Fraley, Benson, and you put Will Myers into the river. That's what you do. I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to make a call. I'm going to throw it all online, baby boys and girls. Here's what I'm thinking. Ellie... Day La Cruz. If you made me guess, if you made me target, he will be coming up June 19th. Why June 19th? Home series against the Rockies, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you look at this home schedule for the month, starting off on Friday, you've got Brewers, home of home spat of four games. Followed it up with a home spat against the Dodgers, 6-7-8. Then you go on the road at St. Louis, at Kansas City, at Houston. That's a, that's not, that's a really nice road stretch. That's, that's pretty cake except for that, the three spot at Houston. It was really starting to turn a corner. Why I think he would debut the 19th, even though he's ready now. Who is going to go and watch the Rockies play the Reds in a mid-season June series? I'm going to go. I'll go. I'm always going to. I'm just going to be there anyway. It's the ballpark. Love it. Sign me up. I'll be there the 20th. I'll be there that Tuesday night. I'll be there for 3, 2, 1 night. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have one ice-cold Budweiser. I'm going to have two hot dogs. 
Maybe an ice cream. Maybe start with the ice cream. Dip the hot dog in the ice cream. Who knows? But your general public, your base level fan is going to go. What they will go for, they will go to see this guy make his debut. And not just us as fans or people watching the Reds or yelling about it into a microphone. But the entire league will be hyped for this guy coming up. You want to put butts in the seats? Do it then. And then you follow that out with a home spot against the Braves. In my opinion, the best team in the National League. Not a hot take. But yeah, dude, that's when they're going to do it. No doubt in my mind. They're just going to wait it out and they'll do it then. And you don't have to force it right now when you've got guys who are hitting well right now. Just this week, small sample size theater. I get it. But right now, ride this while you can. And don't force it. And don't force something you don't have to. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. Right now, it's not broke. What is broke is Brandon Williamson, who should be in that spot, is Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott has been electric. In his last three starts, he's a 1.47 ERA. He has a strikeout percentage of 34.7 with a walk rate of 9.7%. Kays to walk 25%. Quarter. I'd say this guy's ready. Why would you continue to let Brandon Williamson go out there with the same issues that you know he's had and not bring this guy up? It's silly. You only have so many bullets in the chamber. Let him use them in the pros when this is supposed to be a development year. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and we're in the same spot in a terrible division. It's silly at this point that he's not up here. Unbelievably silly. But um, looking at injuries, uh, Derek Law, what's really nice about that mild right flexor mass strain. What's nice about that? He doesn't have to get TJ. It's just wait it out 10 more days um, and see where, he, see where he lives. And that's just a guy who's been very good for you in the bullpen. Uh, Nick Lodolo, left tibia stress reaction. Gross. Tenosis is honestly a little bit better. It's looking like mid-July for him. Such a bummer. Such a bummer. And Will Myers, kidney stone. He had kidney stones. You know what I think they did? They said he had a kidney stone in there. They removed it. And then hopefully they put the dog back in him. Put the dog in him. But now actually has a left shoulder sprain. Who knows when he'll be back? At this point, just give him the Moustakas treatment. Let him just hang out on the IL. Give him a couple starts. Then he's like, ew, I, I hurt my fingernail. And then he's like, back on the IL for another 17 days. Because at this point, he's just so lost. And you're clogging up stuff. Clogging up the outfield to figure out where we need to be next. Where we need to be next if the wheels start to really fall off this thing. I was talking about this with Jake. The Reds don't actually have that many trade pieces moving towards the deadline. They, there, isn't, there isn't a guy you look at and you're like, man, get him off the books. 
get some real good prospects. There's some there's some nice pieces you can move if so if the wheels truly fall off this thing. And as bad as bad as bad as as bad as this division is, I don't I don't think they're gonna fall off. But let's just take a little look into the crystal ball here. If Luke Weaver keeps pitching like this and Ben Lively keeps pitching like this, those are two dudes you flip. Those are two dudes you flip for mid-level, top 20, top 15 prospects. Give them a rental. What did that cost you? League minimum? Great move by Crawl. This guy is just operating in the shadows and murdering the game. Another guy, I absolutely hate to say it, but it's true. If he continues to pitch this well and the wheels fall off, you might trade Lucas Sims because he's got another year of control after this one. So you can get a maximum return. Look at how that worked out for Tyler Manley. Look at how that's worked out for Sonny Gray. I mean, we don't know Sonny Gray yet. I mean, we got it. Chase Petty's a wild. But overall, with what you got for Tyler Malley, CES, mashing, Spencer Steer, your everyday short, your everyday first baseman. Awesome. Killer. So looking forward, we talked about, okay. So like I said, with the whole stand coming up, you've got three, four against the Brewers, three against the Dodgers. If, if Brewers here, their offense is dog shit. You split like you did with the Cardinals. You're looking good. Dodgers at home, scaly, very scaly. And they're playing really well. They're the freaking Dodgers. Blech. I'm going to hate seeing all of that. Um, so, yeah, let's round third and head for home. Uh, tonight, Lost and Found, 8.30. Carl Spath and I run a show there. The first Thursday of every month. We're starting it off, baby. It's a fun little show. Off on the... Uh, like a, It's just got a little patio area out front. The windows are open. And then we're just yelling into the street super fun so uh thanks to sports drink for being around thank you for listening and thank you to in the clutch nasty boys all caps 10 percent off again thank you so much and as always go red legs <laughs>